Amen. All right. This morning, I want to talk to you about how he came. And uh, we know in, in, in terms of the Christmas story that, that uh, the whole world was surprised when the Savior came in a manger and, and he wasn't, uh, he didn't come to the palace and he, he didn't come through uh, wealth or great treasure. Uh, and, and so, so far as Israel was concerned, that uh, Messiah that they were looking for didn't come in the way that they anticipated. And so they had a hard time assimilating the fact that, that he was, in fact, the Messiah, many of them. And the Bible says he came to his own and his own did not receive him. They just couldn't conceive that that was the way that Messiah was going to come. But let me just share it with you. The scripture teaches us that he came in humility. Philippians 2.6 says, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. I'm so glad that in my behalf and in your behalf, he laid down his deity and he became like you and me. So he didn't consider equality with God to be something to be cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege and he took the humble position of a servant. He did that for you. Linda was sharing with me at the, at the break there when we were fellowshipping with one another that the Lord is trying to communicate to us our value in his heart. You are his inheritance. So when he looks at you, he sees the highest value. More than the streets of gold, more than the gates of pearl, more than any possession that you could ever obtain in the earth. When God looks at you, you are the greatest value to him of anything that he has ever created. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, Though he was rich, yet for my sake he became poor. That you and I, through his poverty, might become rich. I'll be saying, well, where's that at? He's not talking about possessions. That you, through his poverty, that you, through him coming in the form of human flesh, might have access to eternal life. So he came in humility, he humbled himself, became like a servant. And then he came with the attitude of service. Matthew 20 and 28 says, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, giving his life as a ransom for many. It's hard to imagine that when, when Jesus was born and, and wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid there in the manger, uh, and, and that, that the entire purpose of his life was that he was going to be directed to the cross for you and I. He came in lowliness, being wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. Ma Matthew eight nineteen, Jesus made the point. He was talking to some of the scribes and Pharisees, and, and they were attracted to his influence. 
and began to talk to him about following him. Lord, I'll go, I'll go wherever you want me to go. And he said, uh, the foxes have holes and the, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He was going from place to place in the earth, uh, carrying the message of the gospel, staying wherever he could stay. And, and he was saying, can you walk this walk with me? There is a cost. He paid the cost. Can you pay the cost? He paid the price. There is a price to following him. But he came in lowliness. One, one individual said, you know, we needed a if science would save us, God would have sent us a scientist. And if wisdom or knowledge would have saved us, he would have sent us a teacher. But he knew what we needed was a savior. He sent us a savior. He came as savior. Luke 2.11, his birth was announced. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior. He didn't say, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a prophet, though he was a prophet. He didn't say, unto you is born this day in the city of David a man of wisdom, though he was a man of wisdom. But the point was made that what was born in the city of David that day was his Savior. Because what we needed above everything else that we needed, we needed many things, but what we needed was a Savior. I love this passage, Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25 says he's able to save to the uttermost. How many of you when, you, when you needed to be saved, you really needed to be saved? Not just a little bit. I didn't just need a touch. I needed all of who he is. I didn't, I didn't just need a little bit of who Jesus is. I needed everything that he could bring to me. Uh, he's, he saves, the scripture says, to the uttermost, those who come to God by him seeing that he lives ever to make intercession for us. He saves to the uttermost. He goes to the very point of my need. He goes to the very hidden places of my heart, and he saves there. He doesn't leave some portion of it undone. He saves to the uttermost. Luke 19 and 10, he said of himself, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. I mean, of all this morning, you can, you can recognize that before you met Jesus, you truly were lost. We were groping in the darkness. We were looking for the way. We were trying to navigate life without understanding. But now we've met Jesus. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm so reminded of that passage in the New Testament where he talks about the, the one lost sheep, and that was me. And, the, and the, there was, he, he has a, a fold full of sheep, a house full of followers of God, and yet he leaves them there, and he goes out in the middle of the night and in, 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 in uh, dangerous and, and rough places, and he seeks to find that one that is still lost, that, if, if that's you this morning. He's looking for you. If you're here this morning and you haven't met Jesus, he is searching you out. 
If you are distant from him, he is calling to you through this word this morning. He's saying, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He came as your savior. You know, oh, I've just, I've just thrown away my chances and I've just stayed away too long. No, 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 no. Arms of the savior open wide. Romans 3 and 23 says, all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified freely by the grace through the redemption that is ours through Christ. I'm so glad that I was justified freely because you know what? I couldn't afford justification. There was nothing that I could do. There was nothing that you could do to be made right in the sight of God. There's nothing you can do to earn relationship with Jesus, it is freely given. I hear the Holy Spirit saying this morning, I know there's, there's some here that just need to walk closer to God, and I hear the Holy Spirit saying, don't wait. This is the season. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Don't wait, and, do, and don't let uh, years pass. And then, and then if you could talk to, there, there, there are several members of, of even of Church of Living Water who came to the Lord later in their years, and if you were to have a conversation with them about it, the one thing that they will say about of all else is I wish I would have known him sooner. I wish I would have come sooner. I wish I would have given him the years of strength and the years of youth. I wish I would have given him those years that I had uh, uh, wasted behind me. Come today. Whatever you do, don't let the sun go down today without receiving Jesus. He came as Savior. So I just want to challenge you this morning. That you would allow perhaps even the scriptures that you know that, that would remind you of the reasons that Jesus came and that would remind you of the way that he came. I think the scripture wants to communicate with you. God wants to communicate with you through his word more than anything else that Jesus is not out of reach of you. He's never out of reach. I think sometimes, even as believers, we go through life and we get busy and we get distracted and then we realize that, that it just begins to, certainly not in the heart of God, but in our own mind, that there's some distance between us and him just because we've allowed life to distract us and pull us away. But the scriptures would communicate to you today and the Holy Spirit would communicate to you today that God is never out of reach of you. And you are always within his grasp for his arm is not short, the word says, and his ear is not heavy. His ear, that, that just means that his ear is turned toward you. Imagine God is listening for the sound of your voice. Imagine God is watching with his arm outstretched for you to reach to him today. If that's you this morning, in a few moments, there'll be prayer teams up here and they'll be waiting to receive you. And I want you to come to him and I want you to tell him, I want you to say to the Lord,
And I want you to say to those prayer teams, I've come to receive Jesus just as Pastor suggested that I do this morning. Would you bow your heads? Father, this morning there's a room full of people. It's precious to be together and it's precious to celebrate Christmas. It's precious to spend holiday seasons together. But if we miss the opportunity to receive you by faith, the fullness of who Jesus is, then we've missed. So Father, if there's anyone in this room this morning who does not know you, or who in some way has grown cold and distant and apart from you, we've in some way become distracted. Lord, would you touch in that place right now? Touch in that place right now. And for that, we give you all the glory and all the praise. Stand together. Yeah, da, 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 da